Uh, so the ma- uh, Andrew's drinking Madri's. Um, so the ma- Madri's. I uh, do you feel there's like a there's like a cycle with pubs with the the foreign beers they bring in and they the, yeah. it, 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 suddenly there's the beer that comes from the continent that is everywhere and it's the trendy beer. You yes, know, it was Birra Marathi. Still is. Still Birra didn't have a big. Yeah, it is a shop. But have you seen it's it's mo- being moved along the uh, the do taps? Think, do you think there's a hierarchy of taps? Well, I'm just saying that it's Matri so, is suddenly everywhere. It's everywhere. And it's good though. It's good. Yeah, yeah. But I thought the same about Birra and now I'm like I'm not as big I'm a fan bored of, of Birra Moretti. So it must be a boredom I thing, think, or is it the is I it think mental? You do. I think you do get bored of beers. Like I wow. go through Guinness phases on a regular basis. And those are the beers I don't really get bored of. Like I could always basically have a Guinness. It's a definition of a classic. Get, it is. It? You're, you're bang on. You're bang on. Um, but I do find after you know Guinness, I could do maybe for you know six months. But like cold I'm, months. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, you're right. But there, it can come over into some heat. I was drinking Guinnesses on like Sunday. But what I find is with a lager beer. You do find yourself hating the taste of it. I think because of the nature of alcohol, you know, making it hung up, making it, making you hung over, essentially being, you know, poison for your system. Your body starts rejecting it after a few weeks. Mm. So you've got to switch up the hops and switch up the barley to bring in something new. Yeah, it's when you wake up from a bad hangover and it's like, mm. you've got What's that slight bimoretti, you know. It's so that's like why a- they're bringing the madries. Because yeah, the whole country's been hung over on bimoretti in the last year. So on, but on the front cover of Bimoretti, you've got that old geezer, the yeah. fella. He is a far more trustworthy geezer than this smug prick. All right, I yeah. like Madri, yeah. but this flat cap wearing smug little geezer, young guy. He looks like he's a uh, one of the hundred and one Dalmatians. Yeah, I d- there's something incredibly smug about him. I don't like the flat cap. No, I hate the flat cap. Yeah, you don't. You don't want to be drinking a beer from someone that's that happy to make it. No, no. <laughs> Bimoretti, the old geezer on there, the old Italian fella, he... Wholesome. Felt, it, wholesome. It also felt like it was more of a duty. Yeah. Like, he, is he's from the generation where he wouldn't even... It doesn't even enter his mind whether he enjoys it or not because he's doing his it out of... His great-grandfather and his yeah. great-grandfather <laughs> yeah, have been making beers, whereas yeah. this cunt's just in it for the money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't like this geezer at all. He's more... Yeah, He's he wants to be more of, like, a personality that also <laughs> yeah, makes beer yeah. rather than... Than doing it for the love of the beer craft. <laughs> I mean, matching flat cap with waistcoat. Come on, lad. With a big red flower, yeah. like he's in The Godfather. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's I, got I, his blinking thumbs in his pockets. Yeah. <laughs> he's so smart. He's got his blinking thumbs in his pockets. <laughs> Is his name Madri? I hope not. Yeah, it better not be. It's probably something like Carlos. Do you feel Spanish or Italian beers? They both hit similar things, but they've got a slight difference. If you, off hmm. the bat, would you? Who would you say you vibe with more? Pub. Spanish oh. restaurant Italian. Interesting. Can you expand for the listeners at home? Yes. Hiya, listeners at home. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Here's one we made earlier. Here's one. Yeah. Um, when, I mean, hmm, I suppose it depends on the restaurant, but there's something about getting an ice cold grande Peroni yeah. at a restaurant on an ice glass that will always hit different. I feel an Italian beer is maybe a bit richer, yeah. a bit fuller. Mm. Whereas a Spanish beer is lighter. It's, uh, a, it's called cerveza. That's how you say that's how you say beer in Spanish. Cerveza. And even the sound of it, it's, is they they don't spend any time on the on, on any depth. There, there is surface level word. It's a word that scratches at the yeah, surface yeah, yeah, of itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you want the hearty. You're sitting down for a meal yeah. with your loved ones. You want 
the you've stocky. Gathered. You've gathered the fam. <laughs> You're going to serve in madres? No. no. You're going to show them you love them yeah. by serving them up Peronis. But I, I, okay, I don't actually like Peroni anymore. But I remember when I first drank Peroni when I was a butter, butter man. And you went, but to a young a, boy. went to a different world. Um, it, was, it was more like, oh, fuck it. I, it was just the definition of class. You know, ass. Well, yeah, but in the way that your your taste in ass refines as you become older, absolutely. I feel. Yes. Do you mean like the actual butts? Yeah, I'm just saying that when you're when you're a young man, mm. uh, it's it's the closer to the cartoon drawing of a butt mm. is what would turn you on. Mm. But the older you get, basically, mm. the more trauma you have, mm. the more life throws at you, the mm. more complex the ass. Mm. Yes, know. preach. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. every breakup, the more into stretch marks you get. Do right. you know what I mean? You, no. no. No? Every time you've been emotionally abused, sure. you, the, the, the arse... You want the, bigger love handles. Sort of, but I mean, it's more... There's a diversity of asses. Right. So you think when we're like 11, just starting it's to... It's like a cartoon-shaped butt. You want, all you want is a line <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then a circle and another <laughs> yeah. line. But then when you get older, you want like warts. Yeah. You want, you want well, what blemishes. Well, like in your 80s, like I'd say like, you know those old U- Ukrainian... Well, that's quite a nice thought because as we age, so will our sexual preferences. <laughs> yeah. So you will, the most you'll be attracted to is women your age. Maybe that's how it works. I don't think it is, judging by men. <laughs> Who what complain about their women. Well, just about the just the behaviour of older men in general. And like Leonardo DiCaprio, his girlfriend is an age that's young. But he hasn't been, I don't think he's been torn up by life yet, you know. I think no. that's probably why, because he's had a bit of an easy ride. I reckon he that's why stretch he, marks. That's why he, he wants a tight, tight, tight little ass. Yeah. Whereas a those purr. old babushka ladies, when you had the <laughs> Sky News Ukrainian, yeah. well, it probably it was stick it on with men. Were just like an old Ukrainian man who's mm. seen maybe in his lifetime. He might have even lived through the, the horrors a, of Stalin. A lot of toil. Yeah. The kind of asses that guy's into, yeah. he's the wokest guy when it comes to asses because he'll sure. just take anything. Does it apply to to the boobies as well? No, no. <laughs> so you want per you want per titties, but you want an ass that's been weighed down by the weight of life. Yeah, exactly. I think you want an ass. That's that like, is, you know what, like a you want an ass that is as weighed down as you are, <laughs> yes. as weathered by life as you are. Yeah. You know those old photos of like the Great Depression, the Dust Bowl photos? They're kind of like, Where were the aspects? <laughs> you, t- you tell me. Do you know the ones I'm talking about? There's like these, yeah, yeah. these power, really detailed portraits of these kind of like, like dried <laughs> yeah. out faces with all these wrinkles that tell so much. There's so much there's story. A, there's the narrative within the, the yeah. wrinkles. I want to see. You want to see that on your just, girlfriend? No, I just want to see it of the asses at the time. Right. So it's not the faces, it's just it's just ass after sure. ass. So you want to see like pre-depression. <laughs> no, Jay, it's dust bowl. Yeah, but like you want to you need to see the journey of the ass. <laughs> okay. So pre-depression you want to see, you know, pert tight tight little numbers walking around. <laughs> yeah. And then during the depression suddenly, you know, it hits the asses. Yeah. It's um, a side effect of the depression that's not regularly discussed. <laughs> it's not. But that's what I'm here for. I'm here to add a, a, a new take to the discourse. Is your ass getting more weathered? Yeah, I just, I'd hope so. Yeah. I'd hope it's not getting less weathered. It'd be weird, wouldn't it? Well, is it just, have you noticed weathering? Well, it's, it's getting bigger. Well, because I guess you have one. Yeah, because I... For the first yeah, time. Yeah, I have one for the first time. And I, I just noticed... And then, yeah, I, I definitely think this, it, it's, it's, go, it's going. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I recently, speaking of Italian beers, I have just spent time on the continent. Which, you know, if you've listened to the podcast, will know that whoever spent time last on the continent 
ultimately becomes the um, authority on taste and decency. Correct. So uh, Andrew, when he went to France, <laughs> was one of the last people to go on the continent. He well, was the authority for a couple of months. Although you just said I went on a sex tour, isn't it? Yeah, it's true. But the, the, rules are, the rules are rules. The rules are rules. <laughs> I don't make the rules. It was when I went to Napoli, I think. Was the last time I went to the continent. No, you went you went sex tourism in Paris. Yeah, but wasn't Napoli after that? No. It was the Christmas episode two years ago. Yeah, when did I go to Napoli? Fuck it. I two believe and you. A half years ago. I, I never First know. summer of COVID. I right? never know about these things. Um so I went to Milano, right. um, which is like their city where people live. You know, like real people live. So it's You've like got a, cities where people live over there. Yeah, I know, but you know Italian cities where it's like it's all um kind of ludicrously what Italians are good at aesthetically is just caking it on but still pulling it off. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Where yep. they like it's it's not less is more, it's more is more, yep. but it works. Yeah. Okay. Like a lot of trashy stuff is because they've just gone piled on a lot of stuff. You know, I, I, I went to Vienna like seven, six or seven years ago. The interiors of that church, too much gold. Too it's much like, guys, gold. It's, it's not tasteful just because it's more, more, more. It just, they yeah. don't get it. It's just like, it was too much. I was like, you know. Beauty is different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, sit, on, sit on that one. Chew, yeah. on, chew on that one. Um, but yes, and then Milan is like there where there's, you know, it's not, it's not a tourist city. It's a yeah. real, real city city, but it, it's, it's nice. It's Milan, not, Milano. It's the fashion capital. It is. Is it quite, um, can you see that? In yes. The, so, uh, is in, everyone wearing long black coats? No. Well, I was actually disappointed by the actual fashion. I think probably the fashion would seem better in Paris. I prefer the fashion in London. It's a lot more edgy and trendy. Yeah. But in, in Milan, the fashion is very classic. Yes. So like, there's a lot of like rules. There are rules, but they it kind of looks a bit, you know. So the, uh, Prada, Gucci, Dolce, the, the, the shops are everywhere, and the the signs that are the ad, the billboards, the skyscrapers with the name on it. The most amazing shopping center I've ever seen. It's like a shop, an ancient one that's made in the 1800s, yeah. which is looks like the Sistine Chapel, and inside it is Prada. Is it? Yeah, Budgins, Budgins, Debenhams, Greggs, Greggs. Yeah, got it. <laughs> You know, the only people who can afford the floor space, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but there was a lot of, like, men wearing sort of, like, quite metrosexual shirt and bl- uh, blazers, white shirt, trousers, but then white shoes, but not, like, right. Reebok white shoes. Which are like vint- No, they're w- white trainers, but do you know white trainers that are built for smart wear? Yeah, do you know what oh, I mean? Those not, are, not those like, are rants. Yeah, not like vintagey, like tennis those, shoes oh, well, or disgust, squash that's, shoes. That's horrible. They're like, um, yeah, th- th- when they, these kind of brands that try to make yeah. it like. It so there's looks, a lot of that sort of stuff. The material looks stiffer than a train. And then all the women wearing like quite colourful dresses. And it was like, okay, I was, I, I was like, I, I've heard a lot about Milan fashion. It's not maybe it's because it's so timeless. It's like it's, yeah. it's kind of lame. Um, well, the addition of the trainers isn't timeless. No, that's. But that, I guess it's trying to stay within the. It, they did have it. It They're was trying to modernise. Yeah. But that's the, that's like the the funny sort of dichotomy of Italy okay. is um, mm. was the word dichotomy that threw you out. Yeah, well, fucking. <laughs> oh, oh, fucking. I guess we're coming through it already. <laughs> um, is in this nation so filled with a history of beauty, like. You have the Colosseum. You have the yeah. Renaissance art. You will also have a man wearing like leather trousers with a Ferrari belt buckle mm. and a mesh vest. You've got to celebrate the culture. <laughs> but it's just the the contrast between ancient Italy and modern Italy. Yeah, 
um, with the kind of taste and style, yes. that always makes me laugh. Yeah, Because yeah, you'll yeah. have the, the trashiest people surrounded by the most beautiful things that have ever existed. So you wouldn't, you didn't rate the fashion of the average Milanian? Well, Milan was like, obviously I was holding it to quite high, high standards, so I was a little bit disappointed. But, right. And when I say that- Have you that, been before? No. 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 But I was talking about just general Italians and you, you can spot Italians walking around. They'll be the ones that'll wear like the big polo. I mean, I, like, you'd think most of the people in Milan are Italians. Yes, but that, that that obviously would be the more stylish end of Italians. Do you know what I mean? So who, talk, are, we, who are we spotting? I'm just saying, I'm just saying your average Joe. Yeah. You yeah. know, you're Giuseppe. You're Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just think it's funny to me. You can often see them, often in the shadow yeah, of yeah. a great priceless piece of art. Right, yeah. You can see them. With big belt buckles, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do see that, yeah. I found, I always find myself very akin to the Italian people. Sure. I seem to be treated very well in Italy. Yeah. I think I'm one of the same as the Italians. Yeah. We, we speak the same language, even though we don't speak the sure. same language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Waiters Preach. are always very nice to me. Okay. I'm always very nice to waiters. Okay. Um, there was when I went to Napoli. Unlike other countries. No, where I, no where I spit at them. <laughs> Bring me my meal and don't talk to me. Um, but there was, because when I went to Napoli, yeah, there was, I just have a, I have a kinness with them. Mm. And there was one, for instance, we, I went to, we went to this bar and I was ordering whiskeys. Which is kind of the best thing you can do in any bar. If you order whiskeys, they immediately... Not sounding super Italian, but I'll hear you out. I'll hear no, you no, out. no, hear me I'll out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll hear whoa, you out. easy there. Not easy. a big start. Calm but... down there. <laughs> um, but so I went in and went to go and get everyone a round of drinks and then ordered whiskey and started. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> drinks on Drew this evening, I said. And they went, yay. Um, go in there, <clears throat> order in a whiskey, order the other stuff. Start talking about whiskeys with the guy. End up staying at the bar for a good couple of hours and he's just giving me samples of whiskey. Are your friends just waiting there? Yeah, they were livid. <laughs> they were absolutely livid at me because I also then came out completely fucked compared Wait, to the rest true? of them. Yeah, they obviously came in and got their own drinks okay, but I fine. did stay. You, did you say you were going to go get them drinks yeah. and then they came to check on yeah, you? Yeah, but then, then, you, then you fall in love with an Italian barman <laughs> what are you and do? he starts giving you free whiskey what saying, hey, what do you think of this one? And I say, I think that's delicious. They do have that charm to them, do they? And I, I was charmed by a barman I, as well. But yeah. I think I can turn on the charm when I need to or want to and I think that's what me and Italians share and it's it can be quite superficial. I'm not sure how much that me and the Italians love goes onto a deeper, more meaningful level. Well, that's what I was thinking because I, I, I also went into a great conversation with a barman who said that he has a wife in England um, and he was going to go visit her in Basingstoke and it was a very classy... <laughs> From Milan to Basingstoke. It was a very classy bar, but then he was like... He was chatting shit about Italian beers and saying that he loved English beers. But that's when I was like, oh, you're, you're actually just a very skilled flirter with guests because then he was like... And then I could just see he was just trying to remember the beers that he'd seen in the shops. Yeah. So and he said, Carling. A French person comes in, he prefers the French yeah, beers. Yeah, but he's he got said, a wife in he Normandy. Said to me, he, said, <laughs> <laughs> he said to me, Carling. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, that made and, uh, yeah, and red like, flag. Obviously, he thinks I'm going to go, oh, yeah, Carling. It's, we all love it here. No, we all, Carling, we it's, agree, is shit. It's the worst. I mean, it's the worst the branded beer of all time. Yeah. The, it's I, like grey. It's black and it looks like. In, it looks like shit you'd um, it looks like antifreeze yeah it looks like the shit you'd use yeah to, to like, get like ice off your car <laughs> yeah no it does actually it looks like it's gonna like destroy your insides because it's like, so acidic and it does 
kind of tastes yeah. like it. Um, and then he, he, then I said, no one likes Carlin. He goes, Newcastle brown ale. Which, you know, it was well, a, that's it, it, it was knowledge. A bit better. But I'm just saying that he was more trying to prove his knowledge than his actual passion for British beers. Right. Um, well, I, I don't know. He could have liked them. But I, I see it's the, it's the flirtatiousness. And I guess you don't want to be conned as a customer. You want the real thing. Well, it sounds a lot like it sounds a lot like you're a guy uh, who'd gone to a prostitute and um, me. Yeah, and it just felt like yeah. it just felt like you guys had a real connection, and you're yeah. telling everyone it's just like I think she really. I think she liked. You me. know, I paid her, but yeah. she, I think she would have done it for free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she said she's going to kill me back and everything. Um, but yeah, I ate. What was your What was your dining Ooh. like? It, it's, it's just, Surely it's filled with pizza. Uh, I had some pizza, yeah. All right. But it was, oh yeah, but mainly pasta. Uh, I ate a lot of pasta. Um, and what kind pa- of pasta? Uh, I want the sauce and I want the pasta. So I, I actually got quite a few images of the pasta I had, so I had them playing, but I had an unbelievable... I bet you'll put them up now, because I bet we're seeing them right now because they're your <laughs> fucking images. You can never be bothered. Yeah, but you mind. can never be bothered to send them to me. Yeah, well, you're fucking Yeah, lame, exactly. So then I'll, I'll be editing late at night. And yeah, I'll but I also, you forget, like, I... I don't send them to you because sometimes you don't ask me. And I can't remember what we said on this podcast. Yeah. can't remember what I said five minutes ago. He's not doing good, our Andrew. It's so tough out there. Um, I ate a lot of gnocchi. I got back into gnocchi. Gnocchi? Really? Yeah. What? Do you not like gnocchi? Yeah, it's like the least good. I, for me, because there's too much mush. Yes. Hey, you should, you should be on that. No, I, I used to be, but when you're in Italy, you try these things. Is Noki even Italian? Yes. Yeah, okay. It seems uh, like Asian to me. No. Okay. No. But it's like little... No. Um, I ate a lot of Noki. I ate something called like Fugali or something, which is like a... Fugazi. It's a mix between risotto and pasta that I'd never tried before. Ooh. How can you have a mix between risotto and pasta? So it's like small balls of uh, pasta, very small balls. So where's the risotto element? It's shaped like risotto, basically. And, and it's shaped like risotto? It's the sort of... It, 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 it has a similar consistency. To stodgy rice? Yeah. Okay. But it's pasta. Right. Carries oh, flavours. No well. idea how that works, but... Uh, we'll yeah, on. sort of... And that's the thing about Italian food, is it's like... I... Obviously, we've said that we Italian food is probably our favourite. I love Chinese if we food. Had to, if yeah. we had to eat something for the rest of our lives... I love Chinese food. I love Asian food. But I just know if you're in China and you're walking down, you just pop into some little place. Yeah. You don't know if it's going to be good or not. Oh, well, from my experience in Vietnam. Yeah. Everywhere was bang on. Like it was every every street place you'd go. Like you could literally go anywhere. It was dirt cheap and it was fucking delicious almost every single time. Mm, maybe. Uh, I feel like in Italy you could roll down a hill and land in someone's kitchen. In a bowl of pasta. <laughs> and it's just always going to Perfectly snap. seasoned. Yeah, exactly. You become a perfectly seasoned pasta boy. Um, I think that's just everywhere other than England. I don't think that's true. Yeah, I think that's true. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Where else? Well, I, my sister says South America has bad food. Really? Really bad food. Argentina has steaks and stuff, but apparently yeah. it's very primitive, like rice and shit. I don't think I don't think you'll find great food in Africa in a lot of places apart from some of the food centers like Ethiopia and stuff. Okay. Morocco. But yeah, I think yeah, mate. Okay. All of northern Europe sucks. Yeah. Russia is some of the worst cuisine I've ever tried. Yeah. Russian salad can eat my ass. Can it? It can eat my ass. Well, that's quite an impressive feat. It's an incredibly that's what you toxic want. salad. That's what you want with a salad. Yeah. It's it's diced, dinner and a show. It's diced like salad 
in mayonnaise. Oh, that sounds horrendous. Yeah, it's because they don't have a lot of access to fresh stuff, so it has <laughs> yeah. to be t- tinned. Tinned mayonnaise? Yeah. Well, just just stuff that doesn't have to be just, fresh. Yeah. So Russia's food sucks my ass. Um, Canadian food, they're not bringing much to the table. Does that suck your ass as well? That does suck my ass. I feel Mexican food is as amazing as it is. I don't think it's... I a- sense a new travel cooking show coming along. Yeah, well... Does it suck my ass before I show girls? <laughs> just you trying salads going, yep, this sucks my ass. <laughs> An interesting fact that I learned... Um, from Factoid pro- alert. From prolonged periods of my sister. Doing, doing. Um, most obese country in the world... Let me guess. Go on. Most obese country in the world. Most obese. I feel like I'm on QI. I'm going to say the USA and the sirens are going to go off. <laughs> Um, the most obese country in the world might surprise you is Italy. It's the United States. No, imagine if it was. Yeah. Imagine if it was. What, what is Mexico? They have the highest obesity rates in the world. That's really the, the, odd, isn't it? It is odd. Why? And, and so my sister was out there recently. She said it, the problem is you can't get anything that's not fucking deep fried or like really yeah. bad for you or stuff like that. It's good uh, shit though. Oh, it's unbelievable. Mexico. That's probably that's. I think that's my favorite cuisine. If I had to pick one for the rest of my life, Italian, but Mexican is my favorite cuisine. If you're having when I was like, younger, you're like one special day cuisine. Yeah, Mexican. Mexican. That's your big special day. Big special day. When I was <laughs> when I was younger, <laughs> mum would say we're having fajitas, and I'd be sent into a frenzy. I'd then consume too many fajitas that every single time I had fajitas, I'd like have a horrible stomachache afterwards because I I would just shove them down because I try to get as many in my mouth as possible. Look. A lot of the time, oh, are we doing? We're back. The camera went off briefly, but hello again. So yeah, cause, uh, I, re- I realized the camera had gone off because I was gonna. I was doing an. I was doing. I a, was literally about to say, are we doing a bit to camera. Yeah, I was doing an aside to camera, and I realized none of you were watching. Yeah, <laughs> they're not there. <laughs> Where have you gone? Right. Um, but to- yes, Andrew often talks out his ass in this podcast, and you often my ass. Yeah, he talks directly. You're the one who's just been banging <laughs> no. on about weathered bums. <laughs> yeah. Where do I talk about That's my not, bum? No, no, no. That wasn't talk, even about not my talk bum. About your bum out of your ass. Oh, you're you're a liar and you're a manipulator and you're an abuser. Um, but I can uh, vouch for this about you and the fajitas because yes. I've actually witnessed you go into your fajita coma multiple times. I, I'd say maybe four. I've yeah, which you, is, it doesn't sound a lot. I've seen you eat so many fajitas that you have you you're you're retching in pain. Yeah, like in immense pain. Now and every but I go yeah. back for more. Yeah, I will never change my fajita <laughs> consumption because I am a man of simple short-term pleasures. <laughs> we do not think about the future in my world. No, we think about wow, I love guacamole and chicken. Because it is interesting. Is also your now eating I habits. fancy fajitas tonight. I haven't had them in a while. It's interesting your and eating the, habits because you really are disciplined with not snacking or anything snack. like that. But then you go to just, town. Why don't why don't I snack so I can go to heck in town with my dinner? <laughs> really? I don't even have a big lunch. Yeah, I know. I'm a, I'm a dinner boy. Yeah, I will die for dinner. You're a dinner guy. You I are. will die in the dinner hill. Yeah, because like can't eat breakfast anyway. Just can't do it. Yeah. it's not in my DNA to eat breakfast. I love a lunch. Don't get me wrong, but like just a I love a nice English quaint. Discipline lunch. Discipline Ham is unpretentious. And there is nothing interesting going on. <laughs> Ham and cheese sandwich, some crisps, and you know maybe some cocktail sausages. Yeah, with mustard. My lunch revolves around mustard. 
Okay. Dinner, that's when we go crazy. That's where you, you know, oh my God, oh, that's, that's a good one. Crazy. That's a big one. That's crazy. Keep that's talking. really, that's, that's going for a while. You've that's going, going, going for so long. <laughs> you got to keep. That's going for so long. I, it's not stopping. That's it's unprecedented. Still this is unprecedented. I can't really breathe one because it's going to go. So I think it's going to One, two, three, four, five. Well, that was fucking astonishing. That was That's the best one we've ever had. That was extraordinary. That was unprecedented. Because <laughs> I actually had a mini one before, but it wasn't enough for me to no, mention. We just went this history, though. Yeah, that was extraordinary. That was extraordinary. <laughs> we got it on camera. Thank, Thank the God. The camera was off there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but by the way, uh, I'm I'm drinking. I'm not. I'm gonna, this is great gin that I got from for Christmas. Rosmalin Dis- Distillery. It's not even sponsoring us, but great gin. Uh, I'm having it with peach iced tea. Which, as I said in the podcast before, I'm trying to push this as a... You're, you look like content. an alcoholic, bro, with that. Your hands are shaking so much. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's just it's, there was water at the bottom. Okay, I hope so, because I don't have enough iced tea to fuck you. Now, here is... Look. Wow. Okay, Andrew. So, you're a, you're a fajita fanatic, you say. So, what like what's your recipe of fajitas? Well, viewers, I say, if it ain't broke, don't fucking fix it. Okay. Old El Paso. Old El Paso bangs any... That's annoying. Old El Paso bangs everything out the shitting window. There is... It's pointless. Old El Paso have perfected the spice mix. So how dare you have the audacity to think that you, in your kitchen, could whip up anything that is moderately like the Old El Paso spice mix. I've done creamy Cajun and cheesy pasta. I've done it. I've been there. I've bought the apron. However... It is never going to hold a fucking glimmer of similarity or comparison to old El Paso fajitas. They've got it right. Stop being yeah. rude. Okay. And do you think people are being rude about them? I th- no, I think people are being rude by attempting to do anything other than old El Paso. Okay. Do you think you'd go, do you think you'd go to Mexico? Yes. And be like, it's not, it's <laughs> not old El Paso. Do you I want- will go to Mexico <laughs> yeah. with 20 sachets of old El Paso original barbecue. What, in your bag? In my hand luggage, <laughs> just in case they serve food on the, on the plane. Because uh, you, you can't trust anything. And I'll anything. go around and I will just sprinkle it in <clears throat> to street vendors. Do you, they, and then yeah. their profits will double. <laughs> they'll soar. And they'll go, who is this Englishman who knows our food better than us? I would argue the key part of the other person mix is the Fucking onion hell. powder. What? You've been chaotic yeah. in the last <laughs> two minutes. <laughs> I think it's the onion powder. Um, you think it's the onion powder? I think it's the onion There's powder. There's onion powder in all Cajun spice mix. Maybe. Um, it's not a maybe. Um... um my brain's gone. Uh, do you want me to talk about fajitas? Yeah, more? yeah, carry on. Now, <laughs> I've been making my own guacamole more recently. I've got mixed feelings about it because you kind of want the chemicals that they put in in like Tesco. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, it tastes too fresh, and also I've recently come to the pretty you know fair. What? I think fresh. I prefer freshy. Fresh. Well, that's what I about th- like burrito. St- things when they have fresher stuff yeah but let me let me let me hecking get to my point (laughs) okay i've recently come to the fair conclusion that i am kind of allergic to fruit yeah because you never liked yeah i just can't do it and the thing is when i have it really fresh because i had it from chipotle and i got extra um guacamole that's really good guacamole and it's quite fresh um it just made my it made me sneeze to fuck you sneeze because of fruits yeah i i got i honestly got so sneezy it's really weird what I'm learning as I grow older is that everyone has a different, weird, randomly assorted set of 
quite specific dietary requirements. Yeah. Like everyone seems to have just random shit that mm. just doesn't sit well with them. And a lot of the time it's not even, it stops becoming about a taste thing. Yeah. A lot of the time it's your body rejecting it, not yeah, your yeah. mouth. There's some learning. sort of deep-rooted ancestral trauma that's happened that stops you eating that. Like my great uncle, um, Patrick. <laughs> yeah probably you know had a run in with an avocado yeah. <laughs> an avocado fell on his head so if i was a scientologist do avocados grow on trees that's a good question. i think they do they must do they don't look like a root thing they, yeah they seem like they hang yeah they, they must hang, hang heavy and they gotta they hang and then they fall yeah yeah so um, it's a very plausible story if i was a scientologist what i'd say to that trauma oh my you God. are fucking <laughs> pack it in mate that's insane pack it in <laughs> Uh, if I was a Scientologist, what I'd say to that trauma would be during processing. Yeah, the belief- I've got my hands on the on the electrodes. It's not a, well. It'd be I don't know what it is. I don't know how. No, that's um. It's not electrodes. Well, they're they're like orbs. No, I don't think so. I don't, it's more just like a therapy session. No, they've it. got the things. They've got like the hands that that that, mon- that monitor stuff. You've seen the master. No, they didn't have a hand that monitors stuff. Yes, they did. They had hands. They, they they had hands, but their hands were touching these these things. Yes, yes. And they, sorry, they sorry. Check when your electrodes, meetings. for some reason, I thought it was one of those balls where the, the no. lightning tips touch your. No, thing it's not just like shit you get in the science museum, <laughs> yeah. where your hair sticks up, <laughs> like my morning hair. See yeah. structure. Yeah, it's become a a, a deep narrative. Um, if I was a Scientologist, I would go. All right, so your your, your uncle Patrick ran into a. a and I'd say, tell and me I, something I don't know. Ran into an avocado. <laughs> he ran into no, one. No, 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 an avocado. He had a run in with an avocado. Well, that seems more like it's his fault. <laughs> he had a run in with an avocado. <laughs> yeah. And due to that deep lied trauma. No, because it wouldn't be about your uncle. And what they'd say is the reason why you're out to fruit isn't your uncle Patrick. It's, it's not. not. It's your many past lives. Yeah. It was uh, you. We're past living it. <laughs> yeah, it was. Right. <clears throat> it was you in the Regency period, 1700s in England. Yeah. Powdered wigs and the like, beauty spots. I've got like the you rouge on. Slipped on an avocado yeah. and died. You and broke I, your I spine. Died. Yeah. Right. And then that trauma so passed. So then I'd down. argue, why do I like guacamole so much? Um, and to be honest, I love avocado. Just if I eat too much of it, it makes me sneeze. Well, maybe the reason why he died right. is because he was so excited about the guacamole. Perhaps he was even an avocado <laughs> farmer. In the 1700s in England. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be in England. It would have been in the colonies, in Virginia. Right. In, you know. Right. That right. was exact, the exact period. It would right. be in the new world. Yeah. It's a pioneer. He's a pioneer. <laughs> so avocados run in my blood, yeah. yet at the same time. You cut me open, I be- bleed. I bleed. I, well, I don't bleed. It's more it kind like, of seeps out. <laughs> <laughs> like you have to really... What's, what's it called when... If, if you yeah. cut open, you're filled with avocado. How and would it, that... You'd push what it, would it be called? you have to push it out. It would like... It, well, no, if I cut your belly, how would it come out? It would like pour out. No, it wouldn't pour, would it? Would it would like a slop, it'd slop um, out. Slop out? But yeah. it's thick, it's slop heavy. Out. It would like. Oh. We don't. English. Most most words of any language, English language, don't have a word it for. Flop? If you had a belly flop full of out. avocado and you flop out. It would no, because flop, flop is like jelly. Oh, would, flop would be hard jelly. Hard jelly? Consistent jelly. Is jelly a liquid, solid, or a gas? It's a gas. It's it's clearly a gas It it was a a stupid question It's obviously a gas 
<laughs> the idea of eating gas. <laughs> it's a gas. Oh dear. Sorry for the, the super question. One of the proudest, <laughs> one of the proudest academic moments I have is when I was in my year five science class, and Mr. Rowland was explaining. Mr. Rowland, oh, sorry. Mr. Rowland, don't hit your eyes. They're already watering. Mr. Rowland was explaining um, solids, liquids, and gases, and I put my hand up and said, "Well, sir." Riddle me this. What's fire? And he quit. <laughs> and he left his job. <laughs> he was actually fired because <laughs> he couldn't answer my question. And then I got the job. <laughs> um, and what did he say? He said, because, well, he prefaced, he started Isn't it. A re- it. It's more of an act. He's, <laughs> fire it's more is sort of, of an like act of revolution. <laughs> no, but it's more, no, no. Fire in, in some weird way is more, less of a thing. It's yeah. more of like, it's a concept. It's kind of a concept. No, so he, well, we preface it with everything. It's an adjective. I think now, look, he was talking to kids in year five, but he didn't realize he had, you know, the yeah. guy. This is also when I was like a very, very average student. <laughs> yeah, you had, you, you went mega mind. Like, yeah, yeah. this is not, talk, we'll talk about it after this. Yeah. But it is very, funny. it's hilarious. I was like, <laughs> you were quite thick. I was glad. Like, well, no, you actually just average. Yeah, I was like so average. And average everything. Andrew, when I met Andrew, <laughs> Um, he was like, he, you even carried the sort of just didn't really get it cheekiness of someone who's not that good at school. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna fuck around. Yeah. And then you just exploded into it this like sun- academic machine. I don't know what happened. It was you were just like the average middle set. I don't really care about this stuff. You yeah. know, a stunted development, I guess. <laughs> I was surprised as all of everyone else was. Yeah, it was weird. Um, but no, he prefaced it with um, everything. You know, everything can be categorized into either a solid, liquid, or gas. And now I think he was probably, you know, dumbing it down for the year fives. Yeah. But he didn't have this average student in there. And so he said it was an energy. And I went, so why did you lie to us earlier? <laughs> <laughs> to which he had no response. <laughs> and he resigned in the... Mo- With immediate effect. <laughs> With immediate effect. He resigned. Um, what, what happens in the army when you resign badly? It wasn't that far. <laughs> He got, got court-martialed by the school. <laughs> he was shot. Um, what's the fucking... Dis- dishonorably. Yeah, dishonorable discharge. Dishonorable discharge. That's what they call when, kill uh, when you have a curry. Because <laughs> I shit myself. <laughs> that's exactly it, yeah. You know, I was going to go more on, on female ejaculate. Whoa. Because it's that's actually that's My actually discharge, which I feel you know. Sorry to make a side observation, but this is sure. this is to, this is calling to the bar yep. when you call the judge. This yes. is a side observation. Why do they call female ejaculate discharge when discharge is such a br- open term? Do they? Yeah. No, fem- discharge is like What's female jizz called. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> I resent the leading question. Come. No. Yep. Mm-mm. Yep. That discharge is-, is like just the liquids that fall out during normal life. So vaginal what, discharge what, is a, what what's female ejaculate called? Uh, not using a word that's used for both, you know, sperm. Right? Yeah, yeah. not se- it's semen. 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 Can we look it up? I don't have my phone. I would like to know because discharge is something they use, like because you. Oh, well, someone just pl- pledged uh, during the pod. Hey, congrats! Yeah, four dollars from Annie. So Annie, thank shout you, out Annie. Annie. Remember, if you pledge a patron, pra- patronage, patronage between, between the hour four and, and six, six on a Wednesday, you'll get a mention on the live big pod. It's not Female live. Female ejaculate 
name. Scientific name. medical term. Medical term. I, I don't think it's going to be discharged because I think that's just what happens naturally on a woman's vagina on a daily basis. It's also known colloquially as squirting, brackets, or gushing. Well, that's more the verb. We need the noun. Discharge is what, like, you've, you, you know discharge. You know. It's a very... No, we're not getting anything here. But I, I've heard... Well, because it's mostly urine. Yeah, it's just... Uh, well, because semen, I think it's different because semen contains the sperm. Anyway, so Whereas yeah. discharge, like, the, the female cum is just like, you know, liquid from the depths. Yeah, it's not really specific. It's, it's not va- doing it's any... Actually, it hasn't vague. got any purpose in itself. To be honest, I think it's a mixture of many other things, whatever's lying about. It's whatever's lying about. <laughs> it's whatever they've got kicking down. You know, um, you know, like the history of the pasty, the Cornish pasty? Naturally. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, I don't. Cornish miners, uh, <laughs> their wives, on Monday morning after a Sunday roast, whatever was left, they'd chuck it to pastry, and then the rind at the top was a natural handle. So and then they came to, on it. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd have dirty hands because you'd yes. be mining coal. Yes. So you'd have the handle there. That's why the pasty is shaped like that. So that you didn't have to get coal on your pastry. So you didn't have to get coal on your pasty. But, um, well, and, and so it was you a, did get coal in your pasty because the handle was still yeah, part fine, of the pasty. Fine, 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 fine. Um, so that's just what was lying about. That's what I imagine the body's doing. Do you think that's what's inside the female vagina? Well, no, well not, but I'm just saying... Uh, if we're, t- we're expanding it as an analogy, when you're, the the workers inside the female analogy, it's like, mm. oh shit, we're coming! Just get anything we've got. Any, yeah. Ah! So you are you're the workers of the inner vagina. Yeah, and we're like, she's coming! Just throw anything out. Which I guess why most of it is piss. <laughs> yeah, because that's what's lying about. That's quite, and you know, it's going to be mainly meat. You know, in the pasty. So- in with the, the bits and carrots and veg and stuff. The, are the, are the, you talking about the pasty or the vagina? No, I'm now? saying that the, the analogy would be mostly meat. Because the I'd, meat, like, to have, the I'd like to ask it. some questions about your sex life no. if women are spurring out carrots. <laughs> you do eat a lot of carrots. Yeah. Maybe you've left a couple in yeah. there. Sorry, this is getting quite grotesque now. This was meant to be a sidebar. Yeah. The judge has gone denied. <laughs> <laughs> what were you talking about before? Uh, we, were, no, we were just talking about the name of female. No, no, no. That was the sidebar. Was it? I did a sidebar to an actual topic. Well, I, the last thing I remember is fajitas, but we're long gone Discharge. From that. You said discharge but in a oh, non-sexual Science sense. teacher. Yeah. But that was kind of the end of it. Okay, good. That fire is technically an energy. And um, I said, yeah. Okay. Well, we've got to that time of the week. The reason why you're all here. Uh, so gather around, children. Take a, the village. Take a seat round the fire. For because we, we will be burning. Our, our fire um, fuel is bookmarks because they are made of paper. And paper burns. Just uh, like coal. Just like coal does. That links to the thing we were earlier saying. Exactly. Um, all hail the bookmarks. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's always a pause and then just whatever the fuck comes to mind. Go on, let's hear all hail the bookmark, boys. Gather around the totem pole. Of the, the bookmark. Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> the town crier is in session and he has a message okay, to spread. We're, we're, we're kind of crashing medieval England with Native American, but that's fine. The totem pole is made of bookmarks, boys, on top of each other, built yes. like a giant totem pole. And the totem pole itself is a giant bookmark, boy. Why is that? Why are you st- stopping on that one? No, Why are you blocking <laughs> that one? Because no, the totem pole, the whole point was, the totem pole was 
is lots of things on top of each other. Yeah, and those things on top of each other create a large bookmark. But there's already loads of bookmarks. Yeah, it's loads of bookmarks in itself to create a massive bookmark. Okay, fine. How, why is that? Why are you struggling with that? We gather around. We all pay tribute to the mother bookmark. We pay tribute to David Schwimmer. (laughs) We pay tribute to Jeff Goldblum. Ben Stiller. Richard Joe Madeley. Exotic, Louis Theroux. We need some more bookmarks. <laughs> we need. Can can you send us some more bookmarks? We need please? to be stuck up because again. I'm seeing that you're you're chucking out some new stock. So can you send us a new stock yeah, so we can have some that. more stuff to work with? But if you want to buy this is old stuff. If you want to buy the new stuff, go on their website. She's a young mother. She's just given birth. The husband's left. The husband is nowhere to be seen. <laughs> He's a deadbeat dad. He's a deadbeat dad. He's a beatnik. <laughs> He's out trying he's to. He's a beatnik poet. Yeah, he's, he's out de- trying to pursue his dreams of poetry in San Francisco. <laughs> he's a dead beatnik dad. But poet. he's got addicted he's a to PVC. Is it PVC? Was that the glue? PVC's the glue. But you can you can add to the story. You could add to the story. So the dead beatnik dad poet is addicted to PVC. He's not looking after the child. And all she's got is bookmarks. Help the woman. Uh, woman support w- women. Support women. Support women by supporting bookmark boys. Um. You've you, hay fever, right? I'm currently struggling from hay fever. Yeah, you need to stop itching. You I wasn't bit. itching that much, right? I, I, I as we gathered the tone, as we gathered round the totem of bookmarks, everyone gather round. I am a fucking hay fever prophet. Sure, I am here to spread the word of how to grow up and deal with hay fever. Okay, hay fever is a mindset. First of all, okay. not all of us have it, yeah. but those that do have it can address it with one key important word: discipline. Hay fever is all about fucking discipline. Now, you're going to have it in situations worse than others, sure. Okay, I was at the park the other day. It wasn't easy sledding. There were some bumps along the road. But with discipline, I managed to maintain an evening, a somewhat achievable evening. A somewhat enjoyable time out. Somewhat enjoyable. Yeah. It wasn't as enjoyable as if I didn't have hay fever. It wasn't the time of your life. wasn't the time of my life. It wasn't but a be- core memory. wasn't a core memory. <laughs> but because I practiced discipline, yeah. I was able... To make it an average night. Sure. <laughs> I was with my friend Max on Sunday. Yeah. He, uh, we went to a London Bridge pub, sat by the River Thames. Doesn't sound like you. Doesn't sound Thames like me. Side in, Thames ah, side ha, in. Ha, ha, ha. It was, was the Thames side in. Yeah. It was in the between the two of us. He was coming back from Sussex and yeah. he was going to London Bridge. Yeah. We sit there and he goes, yeah, the pollen's really strong this year. And I go, we're both going to Glastonbury together as well. And I said... I hope you're, you know, you're all stopped up for Glastonbury. He's sneezing at the moment during this interaction. He's sneezing. He's rubbing his eyes. I'm telling him, don't rub your eyes, don't be maniac. I said, have you taken all your stuff? He went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's talking about getting an inhaler because it makes him like, you know, it makes him wheeze and stuff, which is fine. An after effect, sure. It then boils down to like 15 million minutes of conversation. It turns out the bloke hasn't been taking his nasal spray and his eye drops. Don't come to me with a hay fever problem if you're not taking your nasal spray and your eye drops. There's no point even signing up for the hay fever therapy if you haven't even taken the most basic precaution exactly. of yourself. It's first. like, what do you want me to do for yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. Because you're clearly doing this to yourself. Yeah, yeah. You've got some sort of death wish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah now, yeah, 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 yeah. obviously load up for all you hay fever sufferers out there. Load up on your stuff. Three fronts, land, sea, and air. Land, sea, and air. <laughs> what? It's like the Russian invasion, land, sea, and air. Right. You, you go for ports, you go airways. Lock you your airways. Land. Yeah. Now, my top tip is to put some nasal spray in your ear because that's where it gets you. That's not true. Don't do that. Yeah, that. yeah. Now, obviously load up on your stuff. If you're not doing that, then frankly, you, you're not worthy of this advice. But discipline, discipline, discipline. 
You got to think about it. Now, I said I'm a man of short-term pleasure and long-term who gives a fuck, but that is not true of hay fever because you can't enjoy short-term pleasure when you're sneezing every second. Yeah. What you got to do, not it, don't, itch the, don't itch that fucking nose. Mm. Do not touch those fucking eyes. You may want to for some short-term relief, but I guarantee you that's a day-ender. That's a night-ender. That's your going home, not being able to sleep, Sorry. waking up feeling terrible. You are- you have, you have been kicked out of the villa. Sorry, you're out. <laughs> the public has voted you out. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it. Because you're a pollen bitch. Yeah. And you need to be a pollen king. To be a true pollen king, you've got to exercise discipline. Do not touch anything. Do not touch any of your extremities. And I guarantee you, no matter how bad it feels, it will go in three minutes. Sort of like spicy food. Exactly. Yeah. Don't well, to be careful around the eyes. Yeah, but it's more like you. Um, if if it gets really hot, constantly trying to like drink water and stuff. If you just sit through the beginning of the pain, then it you start getting used to it. Exactly. That's all I wanted to say on it. Just uh, have you been watching any more Love Island? Yeah, a fair amount. Not loads. Yeah. I haven't seen loads of it. But so have you seen Davide's outburst? <clears throat> yes. When he uh, bollocks. Back in Sue. Yeah, I think so. Do you, how, how are your feelings about Davide now? Are you, is it growing on you? I've missed the bit where apparently everyone's, I've only started, seen one everyone's starting to apparently love him. Yeah. And I've missed that. Yeah. Um, he's been quite quiet in the episodes I've watched. Um, apparently he did a funny joke and now everyone loves him. Yeah. Apparently he pretended to be a waiter. I didn't see much of the outburst. It was fun, I believe. I don't have a lot on it. Fair enough. Um, well, actually, the, the meat and bones of the episode. Did you watch it? Uh, I, I watched that episode but I was, I was, I was just wondering because I've been away I'm wondering if you'd, yeah. you'd managed to see more and had more to say on it no um, the meat and bones of the episode is um, Matt Letizio, Um yes who is as you know a boy gone wild oh I think of- it's Gary Lineker well we'll let, we'll let the because it, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's within our favourite genre which is ex footballers yeah ex English footballers weighing into Politics, <laughs> weighing into politics and fucking up with no requests. It's from a genre anyone. of boy gone wild. Yeah, um, we've talked about Matt Letizia, who sort of automatically induced himself into the Hall of Fame just by denying the Booker war crimes. You know, it was a very quick one. Actually, it was just bang with one tweet. With one, one press tweet, of that button, it's he's straight in the Hall, hall of, fame. of Fame. Yeah, um, and I got sent this by a listener, uh, which is an hour and a half podcast of Matt Letizia on a sort of right wing almost hustle and grind set podcast that you mm. see all over the place now be the best Matt Letizia you can be yeah um, and it was him talking about cancellations it was him talking very openly and quite aggressively about the state of politics and when we thought it was him sticking his head above the power pit getting headshotted that's Matt Letizia done we were wrong he's come back full force and he's now being treated like he's some sort of um you know, he's some sort of expert on the on the matter. Often there's a there's a phrase that a comedian that I can't remember that you might know um, did a, a very good bit on when a lot of people say comedians are the new philosophers, and then this, he does a bit saying like, "What about there's actually philosophers around now?" It's a bit harsh on that, but often people say comedians are the new philosophers. I yeah. believe that ex football players are the new philosophers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are our guiding light. <laughs> yeah, well, just yeah, poli- yeah, political philosophers for sure, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so what what did he do? We, did you watch it? No, well, we we only saw little bits. Yeah. There. So um, the thing is, we don't have loads of stuff on this. Is the only problem. He didn't. Well, the thing we did see is he went on, and the guy went straight in with like, "You got cancelled," and I hated his manner. And for some reason, have a look. Loads of right wing p- podcasters wear like these straps that are similar to like a New York cops gun strap. Yeah, it's like a around. holster. Holster. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really odd. Just yeah. have, just watch out for it. Um, 
But he said, so you got fired from Sky. Why do you think that was? And he said a myriad of reasons. Um, one, because of the new diversity quotas coming in. So instantly he's getting off on a great foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a yeah. strong start. Yeah, the yeah, guy yeah, yeah. started off with a big left hook. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, then mentions his opinions on lockdown and masks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Astonishingly, um, and maybe quite conveniently, he didn't mention him <laughs> denying a Ukrainian uh, or Russian, <laughs> Russian war crime. Because that's the red... That's that was the end of it. That was that. that that's so the kind of key thing. He's tried to, and that's the genius of Matt Letizia. Yeah, he's managed to find a find a way to blame it on black people. Yeah, <laughs> which he's not many people could pull off. Um, and yeah, and while while we were looking at that, uh, I realised that uh, a new story to add to the Glenn Hoddle Matt Letizia into that pile. Yeah. Of unexpected, uh, an unexpected fucker was from our boy Gary Lineker, who the squeaky clean boy of football. It's nearly. Uh, it's got consideration to Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. So, so we can have a conversation about it, but yeah. I, you know, um, what well, you 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 read this news story? Yes. Do you want to explain it? Gary Lineker. Yeah. His name is Gary Lineker. Yeah. Let's just remember that. Yeah. Less grew up in Wayne Le- Lineker's brother. Wayne Lineker's brother <laughs> grew up in Leicester. Yeah. Um, His parents. No, it. don't do that. What were they? Thank you. That was a sidebar. Um, <laughs> Gary Lineker on recently on a podcast claimed that because he had slightly darker skin, that at school he was the victim of racial abuse. <laughs> Gary Lineker is a very white man. He might be a bit tan, but we had a look because like he's played he's played on the continent. Yeah. So we were trying to check how like he had some tan on it, but that was when he was playing in Barcelona, Spain. Barcelona, yeah. He wouldn't have had the same tan in Leicester when yeah. he was growing up. Yeah. His parents are called Barry and Margaret. <laughs> I'm not sure that any child of Barry and Margaret <laughs> has any potential to suffer racist abuse, unless Gary Lineker went to the most racist school on the planet, <laughs> where a slight tan would cause racial abuse from the students. Now, I'm not sure what to make of this because it's so insane that surely he's not making it up. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, I think... It's a shame that he went for like the word racial abuse. I guess it in itself it is. I would love to hear some of the, some of the slurs the slur. against him because they can't have been like... My problem is, is I've heard about this. this, this I, I do believe this, this sort of stuff happens, which is when a white kid in an all-white school is slightly darker than them and then they're like you'll do that's yeah. like yeah the, yeah the the center of the all the racist abuse they think when they see people on the telly because they've got to get it out somewhere and it's like these horrible no horrible school kids there's no black people in our village you'll have to do bloody hell yeah. so what an awful awful <laughs> slice of england that is <laughs> yes. what a horrible country we live in if that's there's no so actual that- black people to abuse because we're not diverse <laughs> enough so we'll bully the kid who's got a tan that is fucking bleak. <laughs> so I know that I have <clears throat> the the real problem for me with what you said is that he was t- talking about it being formative. Yeah. That was the real issue and he was talking about it being it's fine to bring it up as a sidebar. Kick it out. As a side note as like, you know, yeah. I even got it yeah. being right. That's what he said. I even got it. But his thing was like it was formative and he had to overcome it. You know, it was yeah. like a real serious yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Which uh, an know. important part of the Gary Lineker journey. <laughs> the, Gary Lineker the racial abuse. He's launching a book. He's launching a book. Yeah. <laughs> um, How I dealt with racism <laughs> to down. become a footballer. Forward by Wayne Lineker. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Epilogue by Margaret and Barry. <laughs> it's him slightly tanned in the face. <laughs> um, now, Gary Lineker is quite a fascinating, quite a unique mm. member of the football community. Leticia and Glenn Hoddle. You can You get your Leticias and your Glenn Hoddles. They've you get got them all wonky over the faces. You get them all over the place, and they have wonky takes. So, exactly. Um, Gary Lineker is clearly smart. Uh, he's all- good looking. He's um, a pre- he's presented Crofts. Okay? Has he? Yeah. He's an ex footballer who went football punditry yeah. and was so good at that, he's actually. He cut his teeth on Crofts. Yeah, which is a, a path that somehow Jermaine Genus has followed, which is absolutely shocking to he's me. He's on the bloody the one, one show. show. He was interviewing like fucking someone important. <laughs> Continue. Continue <laughs> with your point. I was riveted. I don't know how Jermaine Genius has followed that pathway that it felt like Gary Lineker was a, a generational talent who managed to break through that. Jermaine Genius is, is he not squeaky that. clean? Jermaine, Jermaine, yeah, yeah. Um, but he he doesn't have the charisma. Absolutely not. You know, I'd rather someone like Michael Owen was was making the transition. I my argument what, one, is one show get Michael Owen on. My argument is make him present everything, <laughs> every show on the planet, every show on the fucking planet. Because why not? You don't like presenters, like you know. He would be kind of suited for something like golf commentary or something like that. I don't know, just like the kind of no, no, because it would make it horrible. Like you, you can't if his sports already a bit boring. <laughs> yeah. You can't add his droll in there, otherwise it's fucking bleak. Um. So yeah, he's interested in that, and then he talked about being bullied for being like a small geek and stuff like that, mm. um, and that was kind of part of it. So yeah. it is interesting. He he does have an interesting story, and he does stand out. Um, and he's also been very, very vocal about politics. Like he was well, vocal ga- about ga- refugees. Gaz. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, Black Lives Matter. Well, him and Atissier like have had um, altercations. Yeah, because they sort of uh, um, re- they kind of occupy the opposite ends of the ex-footballer spectrum. Yeah, one has a job on telly, one doesn't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I think they came to blows previously whilst they both still had jobs on telly. There yeah. was something about because they just had different. Different beliefs. Oh, really? I didn't know Letizia was causing carnage early, early doors. Because I think in an interview post Sky Axing, Letizia mentioned the Lineker debacle. Lineker gate. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know exactly what it was about. I'm sure Gary said something, you know. Horrendously offensive. Yeah, like let refugees into the country. <laughs> um, but yeah, speaking of um, political issues, there's a rail strike on. Have you been affected by the rail strike? I will be. I'm right. trying to get to Glastonbury. On the day of a rail strike. Well, so it's not actually, technically it's not on the day of the rail strike. Because fortunately we're going on Friday. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's, it was on, I think it's Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday. Yeah. Um, so, but there will be severe disruption. Mm. And I think one, well, one of the big, re- like there's on like the BBC page, it's like a big thing as you know, it's during Glastonbury, which is obviously a big old festival. Oh, so, and it's also fe- traveling to festivals is it's a fucking it's some of the worst it's a cluster of my life yeah, yeah I am not looking forward to it yeah I am not looking forward to this at all so how are you so it's going to make there's it- trains there are trains but everyone's going to be on them well no I think it's a, there's going to Glastonbury's always busiest on like the Wednesday and the Thursday that's where most people go down when are you going Friday well the trains won't be cancelled then so there's still I don't know like I'm not sure about the I haven't looked up the trains on Thursday because yeah. I'm not going on Thursday um I think it might be. I think they're still doing some to Glastonbury because they're yeah. like it will absolutely it would cause fucking chaos if you've got that many people trying to get to that field. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So it's going to be fine, I believe. I hope. Yeah. 
but you, you just don't really know what you're going to get. What are your thoughts on the rail strike? Have you looked into it at all? Yeah, I mean, God bless them. Yeah. God bless them. They're obviously not paid enough. They're obviously doing essential service. Um, I think I saw Boris's response that they couldn't afford like the pay rise. Mm-hmm. Like, fucking find money. I don't care anymore. It's just like... They've, they've, with... Look, we're going through a cost of living crisis. We all need fucking pay rises or we're not going to be able to do yeah. that. So it's just... I don't know. I obviously stand by the... Stand by the rail workers. Boys gone wild I don't mind by minor. The I will always, yeah. Boys gone wild. Stand by the strike. I'll always like minor inconveniences. Ah, whatever. It's going to be a bit more annoying for me to get to Glastonbury. Well, I it, can yeah. fucking deal with that if it maybe means a, a pay rise for people it's, that work hard. Yeah, it's interesting to see the media class um, go all guns blazing at the um, rail strike. You yeah, it, from all angles, it's just picking it very aggressively against the. Yeah, uh, rail strike, and apparently there was a Twitter poll done by Jeremy Vine show, which was anti the strike, the the sh- the TV show. Really, the poll uh, was ninety percent in favour of the strike. Really, yeah, I've, so yeah. I think people are. Um, I just think people like. It's... I think people are. There's a there's an interesting support because of the anti government, where that you often get people who hate the strike because of the inconvenience, and they think they're kind of scroungers or something like that. Um, which is I a th- mental view to hold. Yeah, but uh, I think. Uh, the hatred of the government has forced. Like, yeah, maybe. And I, 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 the right I say, look, looking at the things, it's like the argument sort of is basically everyone's getting fucked. Um, and the no reason- one's striking for me during my discipline. Exactly, exactly. But everyone's getting fucked. But, but the reason why I think that sort of doesn't apply is everyone's getting fucked, but the the railways are some of the only things that have a strong enough union or mm. an essential service that can strike. Strong enough so union, yeah. They might as well, yeah. Do it, and yeah. it, it can't, I guess you, you can understand why people can feel like, well, I'm not. I deserve a pay rise. It's not in rise of inflation. Yeah, I haven't been paid fairly so for the last. I three guess years. jealousy can come in. Well, it's, yeah, it's just like we're all doing this, so you're not special. But then they're the only ones who hold enough levers of power. So God bless you, man. So God bless you. That's what I, I. Yeah, think. yeah, kinship with with that. I just think that because they can, because <clears throat> it's very hard to strike. Well, it's very hard to strike for. Um, what's the fucking word? What do you do? Uh, podcast producer yeah or editor no comedian. like self-employed or whatever Self, yeah freelancers freelancers <laughs> a freelancer strike is not really gonna bring yeah. the country to its knees is it bring it to its knees no yeah. more we're not gonna produce any more podcasts for a and week that, it's sometimes good to have when you have a strike when it's just sort of like you're just letting someone know you're there yeah you know, it's just like putting it's, it's a body jam it's been like I'm I'm here yeah no and I think it's got that and, and also you, let you know I'm here I think I'll also I'll also just unanimously support a strike it's just like just letting letting the power know that you know we still got some collective power yeah, and it, yeah. letting the letting the institutions there's know obviously been the badly workers managed and strikes. people still have some collective there's power there's obviously been some strikes that haven't you know been perfect there's obviously ones that slightly missed the mark but it just supporting yeah. the idea of just letting them know. Let them know. We're here, boy. Always. And we can use, we can collectivise if we need and to. And I would argue, so there's been a lot of... Uh, um, is this a ratio goal pontification point? It is a pontification. There's, <laughs> been a lot of, there's a lot of interviews with the leader of the strike, the bald guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ian Eanson, He might... Yeah, he looks like Ian Eanson. <laughs> He looks like he looks, he looks like, like, Ian like an Ian. Ian. Yeah. My God, he looks like, but like an double Ian. Ian Ian. Ian I don't actually know his name. Is it Grant? Chaps? No, yeah. that's the tower secretary. Um, do you think? Because I, I, I wonder if 
by nature of having a voice in society, you cease to be working class by apart nature, from yeah. being a trade union leader. Because you think about working class people, yeah, working class artists, yeah. they c- sort of cease. So, like the artists. Gallagher brothers, yeah, they they're not really working class, yeah. anymore. Yeah, they're working class backgrounds. Yeah, if you ever get to the point where you're famous or yeah. like known or have a voice or yeah. have any sort of kind of power you I guess normally, money goes into it as well money is well on the crude sense of what money classes. but there's also the cultural side yeah, yeah, yeah. if you ever enter the phase where you're well known or have basically power power yeah you sort of cease to become working class by definition apart yeah. from union leaders who have yeah. a voice but they're who, using it for the collectivization of the people that don't but have then a voice. he'll genuinely be working class yeah and yeah have yeah, a voice. yeah. But but that's more because it's like a figurehead to assemble the different like uh, different aims of the people of the collectivized people who don't have a voice. But he has power. Yeah, but the power comes from the collectivized. It does come from it, but so does a but lot so of does he has So does a head yeah, of no, a company. Yeah, that's true. I agree. But I would, I'm, I'm, I'm more saying it's interesting. Could you think of any in society how power is disseminated of anyone who has power who's genuinely working class? I doubt that. No. Because no. by definition, they cease to be, apart from if they're a union leader. Yeah. I mean, by definition, yeah. Because <clears throat> there's many ways to de- define it. Yeah. But then he probably, I mean, you, it's just more the people with the voice, people who are being yeah, interviewed yeah. in Good Morning Britain for, I don't know, who have power. They don't seem to live a genuine working class life. Yeah, yeah, If they yeah, were, yeah. they wouldn't be. So they are. might be upholding the ideals of the working class, but they themselves cease to become it. Because they've left When they background. have the power to, yeah. But apart from, apart apart from, from he's making 80k a year. So I don't know if that ceases to be. But he probably engaged. Yeah. So even then, maybe not. But it's the closest mm. culturally I can see. Yeah. You know, no, any yeah. working class yeah, politician. Point. As soon as you become an MP, you're not working class, obviously. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what background yeah. you come from. As soon as you're in House of Commons, you kind of cease to be working class. And you that's how the system gets you. Quick question. We've got to go very soon. So yeah, we'll, very we'll, quick we'll question. We'll go out on this. When people say, like, don't fill up on bread. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because that's how they get you, right? Yeah, you with me? Yeah. You know that phrase, like yeah, at yeah, restaurants. Yeah. I think it's even a song. Don't fill up a bed. That's how they get you. That's sure. What does that mean? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. People are saying, oh, don't you're, fill you're, up you're, bread. You'll probably not have... You'll you probably eat less. Yeah, you won't have room for pudding. Yeah. Yeah, you won't spend 12 quid on a fucking People cheesecake. Think, I've heard, yeah. You've got the free bread. I don't get it. People think it's a con, but if anything, it's making them less money. If I was if I was Greasy Hands Gould and I was running a restaurant... A Greasy Spoon? Yeah. Greasy <laughs> Hands Gould, Greasy Spoon? <laughs> yeah. I... Well, no, because a Greasy Spoon, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have a... It wouldn't... This Greasy Spoon does. <laughs> don't put yourself I down. I feel you're putting me in... Uh, no, no, no. It's a fancy restaurant with bread on the table, which is a strange thing. I wouldn't g- give them any bread. And it is a good thing if you're eating a lot of meals out. No, love it, love it, love it. But then I just don't get why people yeah. think it's a scam because yeah. you won't buy pudding. <laughs> <laughs> why do people think it's a con? Yeah, I guess I haven't heard this, I've this heard phrase this, a lot. I've heard enough. it too much. I'm just, I don't, anyway, that's it. Think we'll be carrying it. on this conversation the Patreon. Uh, thank you very much for listening. What's the bread conversation. <laughs> We're going to do half an hour more on bread arrest. This thrilling bread conversation will carry on in the Patreon. Thanks very much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye.